Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. G'day, it's Stevie from 12 Ninja here, and look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex, shoulder pads and helmets, running around with a throwing a football. In Australia, you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it, and there's um, no protection. They're all naked, and there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field and we all stand around and drink blood watching it but american football's your thing you know what to do saints happy hour podcast stick it in your ear hole all right everybody welcome to another just a saints happy hour podcast hope everybody had a great holiday weekend andrew this one's free patrons of course are getting it ad-free and a little bit earlier than everybody else. Uh, support the show. If you're new, we have a ton of new listeners. We had 50,000 downloads in September. Support the freaking show. Try us out for a month. If you don't like it, we'll refund your money. Andrew, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about a ton of stuff on the big show live stream tonight. Uh, but the Saints, I woke up this morning. We had excellent news. Trevor Penning, according to Ian Rappaport, his surgery went way better than expected. And he's potentially going to be ready to go early November. Yeah, well, that was the best case scenario. I mean, usually, you know, what I was Mm -hmm. told by orthopedic people that I talked to is three to four months, you know, for that kind of surgery. So early November would, I mean, it happened in late August or, or, yeah. So, like, I was thinking best case scenario was late November. So I am a little surprised that the timeline's been moved up in a few weeks, it sounds like. But, you know, I think a lot of times when you have those surgeries, right, the doctor gets in there, he you can't fully assess the damage with imaging, especially when it comes to ligaments mm-hmm. in your foot. You know, it's very difficult to pinpoint exactly the extent of the damage. And so uh, when you get in there and you assess the damage and then you're able to quickly assess the repair and see how the surgery went, that kind of gives you an idea of, okay, how, how serious was this injury really and what does the recovery timeline look like? So um, it sounds like it's decent news. I mean, this was probably better than the best-case scenario knowing what we knew. I, I I was thinking the best-case scenario was late November. Um, yeah. And, so so that, that moves the timeline up a few weeks, so that is great. And the thing is, one, I think – I forgot who said it on Twitter, but they're like – that's what you get when you're 22 and young and full of testosterone. You you can heal. You just heal faster and things go better. If he was in his late 30s, he'd have probably been done for the year. But the thing that makes that I, that makes me excited about this is, look, even if 
Hurst is really good, and he plays the whole year. Maybe that's how it works out, and that's great. Trevor Penning coming back early November, being able to practice, being able to be the tackle eligible guy, even if it's just that, like that makes his 2022 not a lost season. And then you go into 2023 and you're like, he had a half a season, he had a half a season of practice and a little bit of playing time. He's had another off season. He can be ready to go because we we've seen like the when he practices, like he's getting up to speed and he's getting better and better. So just the fact that his 2022 season, whatever he can give the Saints to me is gravy. I'm just happy that it's potentially not a lost season and we're not starting from ground zero in 2023 with him. To me, that's that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you look at the schedule, this, this is interesting. Yes. Obviously, I'm starting thinking ahead here. <laughs> Uh, the the Saints host the Ravens on November seventh. Now, is he going to be ready to play on November seventh? I don't think so. I think that's probably when he starts practicing, and maybe he's ready two to three weeks after that. But in a in a nightmare scenario where James Hurst, let's say week four, is out for the year, mm-hmm. right? Like he has some horrific injury, and and like the Saints are basically without a left tackle, like. The Ravens game on November 7th, that's the ninth game of the season. So you, you'd only have to figure out left tackle for four weeks until Penning could potentially be back. And if Hurst stays healthy for a while, you know, I, I would maybe circle the Rams home game November 20th. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now that would be week 10. Uh, so, sorry, the 10th game of the season, but uh, or sorry, that's the 11th. But but anyway, like you still have six more games after that. Yeah. So so like it, it's not a lost season. And, and, you know, he's going to he's going to maybe be able to play about a third of the season, which which isn't that bad. And we don't know by the time he comes back, like how desperately the Saints are maybe going to need him. So I, I think it's either I, I look at it this way. Perfect case scenario. The offensive line's playing well. They're healthy. And he comes in and you can slowly bring him along. And it's like no big deal. But he's at least getting reps. He's tackle eligible. He's at practice right? he's developing because. Football is like six months on, six months off for the you know you're like in you're in it from like August to January pretty much or whatever you want to call it like July to, to December. It's basically six months, and then you're basically idle for six months, right? You're not. I mean, you're training, you got OTAs and all that, but like it's not the season. And you know, if he were to recover like in January, where basically he lost the whole season, then he's sitting idle for six months. And you're right, like that. That would be horrible because then he's really not getting any opportunities. He's not developing as a player. He's not learning from his mistakes. He's not practicing. So all those things would really, I think, hamper his development. And so for him to be able to come back maybe at some point in November, I, I think three it, it could play out three ways. Uh, the first one I just explained. The second is the disaster scenario that I explained before where you need him as, as soon as he's ready and, and you're in a playoff run. We're like, we need him to be good quickly. That could spell disaster, but at least like he's getting in there, he's getting thrown into the fire, and like whatever happens, happens. Or scenario number three is like the season's lost. Like the Saints are four and eight. Like they suck. You know, like it's just it. Like it didn't go the way we hoped. And like that scenario more than any other is the, is a scenario where I want him in there playing. That's right. He's getting reps and learning. Cause like if we're four and eight, like it's not that big of a deal if he's playing poorly. Cause obviously everyone else on the team is too. <laughs> right. And, and like, but like I would want him in there and get and take his yeah. lumps now. 
Yeah, yeah and listen, Zach Streif even said on this podcast, he when we had him as a guest, he was like, "Look, my rookie year, I got to be tackle eligible. It was a, it was a, you know, we we had people had fun, we made shirts and stuff with him being tackle eligible. But he's like, it matters because you get used to the speed, you get used to the energy on game day, how to prepare, and that sort of thing. So, if best case scenario, he comes back and he's just the tackle eligible guy, it's fun. But the thing is too is I've seen it, and I know it's preseason, and you can't always make crazy judgments about preseason, but that dude's a monster in the VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast run game so if you give me half a season where he's tackle eligible and you get to mash people on the ground like that's a plus so i just think it's i I can tell you right now the person that can't wait for him to come back the most is Taysom hill he's like (laughs) i want to run Taysom power behind i want to do Taysom power behind trevor penny like it's just like it's a it's a it's a layup um so that's good news for the Saints. Uh, we're kind of watching uh, to see if – I know they the extensions last year, they didn't get Lattimore done until like halftime of the Green Bay game. But this is the week where if they're going to do some extensions, we may see that. Um, the other thing, Andrew, was bad news. Uh, Marcus May got arrested. It sounded horrific when the first news first broke. They were like it was assault with a – Handgun and this and that. With a gun, yeah. Yeah, it was. Like, I was like, oh my god. But then we came out. It's look. We were, it's, when I when I read that headline, we were both texting each other. I, I I can I can say this now because you know Ralph and I we speculate. That's what we do, and we've learned not to do that on Twitter because it makes people mad. But when we're texting each other, <laughs> and we're like, what could it be? What could it be? And, and we were both like, oh, he's done for the year. Oh, yeah, I was like, done. I was like, yeah. like the it, Saints, the Saints are cutting him. He's not yeah. I was like, he's done. Yeah. I was like, but the thing is, on the hierarchy of things, it's like. The NFL, and, and rightfully so. Like, you saw it with the punter in Buffalo. Like, the NFL, Deshaun Watson aside, like, unless you are a, an all-pro quarterback, like, the NFL has a zero, like almost a zero tolerance for things with women. Like, if they, if they have any chance where they're like, we don't need you, we can kick you aside, and you did something with a woman, and we feel like you're replaceable, they just are done with you. So... With Marcus May, yes, it's bad. It, it's it's a road rage incident, and it's terrible. But, like, it's not going to be a thing where I think he's going to play week one. I, I just think we don't know anything, and until we see video of it or other things, like, I think it's it, it's fine. And the thing is, it got flushed. It got memory hold like, real quick. Like, we just had it. People freaked out. And then college football came, and no one cares. Um don't get me started on college football. Don't you dare go there, Ralph. I'm still still recovering. I want to say this. I want to say this about LSU last night. Don't even and, talk about the sport, Ralph. I 
I tweeted it out as soon as LSU scored that miracle touchdown and got that break where the game should have been over because the guy, did, he didn't get out of bounds and they got an extra play. When they scored that touchdown, I said, Brian Kelly, ride the lightning, go for two. Dude, you got handed a gift. It's like in blackjack where you have 11 and the dealer has a five. You have to double down in that moment if you don't, you're going to get what you deserve. And LSU got what they deserve. They should have gone for two. They got their ass kicked for four quarters and had a chance to roll the dice, one play, let's try to win this game. And they had no courage, and they got what they deserved. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. You know, people got mad at me for saying Junior Galette vibes about Chauncey. And, uh, you know, so f- to, to bring up former Saints players and talk about vibes, I, I hesitate to do that because people get mad at me. But, but I'm going to say it, John Carney vibes, man. <laughs> I got John Carney vibes from that LSU game. And, like, the thing is, River City Relay, dude, I still think about that. Like, I, it's still to this day, it scars me. And, it, like, it makes me sad when I think about it. And that's, like... Like, I knew it. The, the, the second he missed it, I'm like, we'll never forget. I'll never forget this. Like, this will be the game that yeah. we talk about 10 years from now. Like, remember that time that idiot kicker missed an extra point? It really wasn't his fault. The protection was terrible. And it was blocked. <laughs> the the just, left side of the line caved in yeah, like three caved separate in. times. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, that was uh, yeah, John, John Carney vibes, man. It was, John it was terrible. Vibes. You guys come at me on Twitter if you want. Terrible. But I got John Carney vibes. But it, yeah, it, that was terrible, but what were we talking about before you freaking said college football and made me sad all over again? Uh, Marcus May. He'd be fine. Oh, May? Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> man, it's weird. Like, I, I, the, I, the big, so I'll, get, I'll give the same caveat that I gave with Camara, which is if there's video and, like, there, if someone has video of him pointing a gun and, and he's screaming and, like, like he's getting suspended, you know what I mean? Like that's all the NFL is going to need to see. So that's the caveat. But assuming there's no video, actually legally, I don't feel that bad because it's like he said, she said, and he's already like denying that it happened, and and you know mm-hmm. they're out to get him or whatever. And and maybe that's true. Like we don't know, you know. So um, I'm not going to cast judgment on the guy before we know like for sure what happened or whatever. But like. So th- that part of it, he said, she said, like, I just think I, I know we know how this stuff works. He's going to stroke a check to mommy and daddy and it's going to go away. Like, that's the, that's how this stuff works. And they're going to drop charges. Like, that's probably how this plays out. But I will say, so I'm not worried about that. I'm much more worried about this guy that had a DUI six months ago. He's now been arrested again like on on the week of the freaking game against the Falcons like have some restraint dude and like again I'm not <laughs> accusing him I'm not saying he definitely did it cuz I don't know but I don't know like he's involved in this like it's something sketchy and he's behind the wheel and he there might be some road rage and like it's like I don't know it doesn't feel great to have it that guy feel, on the same it does not feel 
does not feel great. Thank goodness. Ho- hopefully it's nothing, and hopefully you know he doesn't have any issues from here on out, and it's all good. But like, I mean, there's just been plenty of players over the years that have come in, and and uh, I mean, look, this all stem like my my uh, level of um, discomfort is the same thing as Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I'm not comparing May and Johnson; like they're two different people. But my my level of discomfort again, it's like. I just want to do whatever is necessary to preserve the culture and, and the positivity in the locker room. And like, they have high character people and like, not everyone can be perfect on the team and you're going to have some mm-hmm. bad apples. And, and, and I think they're set up to absorb it. So it's okay. But like you're one freaking prized free agent. Like the, this was the one may was the one that they spent money on and they signed like the first week of free agency. And like for he to be the guy that's just kind of, Making us feel uneasy right now is just like it's so saintsy, Ralph. It's so saintsy. <laughs> the only thing that would have been more where, where was God on this one, Ralph? Where was God stopping Mickey Loomis from signing Marcus May? I don't know. Usually he does that. He talks Mickey Loomis out, or he, divine intervention. He finds a way to stop Loomis from making these kind. Well, of you want to talk about the most saintsy thing ever in the history of the. Things that have saints. I saw that an Arizona Cardinal, their starting corner, had a cooking accident and burned his feet. And how was that not a Saints? Play? How is that? That would. That was that is so Saints. Dude, Nick Underhill tweeting Marcus Lattimore is out four to six weeks because he spilled gumbo on his feet would have been the most fucking Saintsy thing to ever. Saints, like. <laughs> I mean, I was like. I was like, thank the Lord in heaven. I, I don't know how this happened and Saint wasn't involved, but yeah. thank you, God. He dropped a char-grilled oyster on his foot and uh, burned himself. The immediate next question is, well, did he still eat the oyster? I mean, I um, would. I would, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, 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 that was crazy. It was like the – also, remember the punter that was chopping wood in the locker room? and Oh, yeah, like, foot, like cut off his foot. thigh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that was very saintsy, also. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ba- basically, whenever something weird and horrible happens, I'm shocked when it's not the same. Yeah, I mean, so we'll see. The last thing but I like, want to—I gotta say, like, you know, LSU. I'll, I'll I'll bring this full circle, like talking about like doom and gloom. Um, when when LSU lost, of course, I was pissed. The ending was ridiculous. Like, and and the worst you remember this about the R- R- River City relay. You go from this euphoria of "Oh my God, they scored! This is the greatest!" Like I'm in a hotel room with my wife and son, and we're you know my my daughter's in the hotel room. She's already asleep, and we're like doing this muted chest bump. We're jumping up and down like we're going crazy. We're going nuts. It's like it was like we were like on cloud nine, yeah. and then immediately on the other side of that, the kicker misses the extra point, and. Yeah. And you're immediately like, but I will say this. I was, I was not as fear. I mean, of course I was like, how could he do that? You know, full Jim Henderson. But I was also like, LSU deserved to lose this game. I was just like, this is a fitting end to LSU playing like complete dog shit. And they, they deserve this ending. But I will say I felt bad for my son. Because he went through this euphoric moment of, you know, this is what football is all about and all these endorphins. And then immediately he gets the rug pulled out from under (laughs) right on the other side of it. And I I couldn't help but feel in that moment, Ralph, like, man, football season is coming out. Out of the gate, strong. Strong. And the, is it? Is it? What? What is it setting us up? I for? mean, I'm pan. I'm pan. I'm panicked. Yeah. 
We'll get into what, it tonight what is on the setting beach. setting us up for on Sunday? With I'm panicked. That, that's immediately where my head went. Like, you, you're putting Man. me through this kind of torture this early in the season. My God, what is the Falcons pa- game going to be? I'm panicked about Saints-Falcons because the Falcons, it's their Super Bowl. Like, Sunday is their Super Bowl. They're going to treat it like a playoff game. Trick plays, nonsense, madness. I expect the Falcons to throw the kitchen sink at the Saints. But as far as LSU, one thing about last night did give me great comfort. I enjoy the fact that LSU football, three straight coaches, apparently the insanity will not stop. Les Miles, Ogeron, Brian Kelly, it doesn't matter. The insanity just rolls on and on. And that gives me great comfort because I kind of like LSU being reckless and complete insanity. I enjoy it. Uh, so that's the only positive from that game last night. Uh, Andrew, before we get out of here. I don't, I don't feel good about the Falcons, Ralph. So we'll see. It's like, I, like my, I know this has nothing to do with the Saints. This is purely my own, uh, you know, my mental just insanity or whatever. But to experience that as the first game of the season – I'm just like it's all tough. confidence that I had going into the year with the Saints is it's completely tough. eroded. It's tough. It, 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 the, the Falcon, you, you, I, I'm kind of torn now. I used to say, oh, they should open with like, the Falcons. How are the every football year. gods going to torture us, Ralph? It's like gonna, I, I just feel. Yeah, I'm re- I, I'm emotionally prepared for the Falcons game to be just off the charts weird. Like it is. We're not going to get that Green weird Bay in a good way or a bad way. In a oh, bad yeah, yeah. in in, a, in all sorts of ways. Like I don't know how it's going to end and how we'll feel about it after if they if they if the Saints end up winning. But it's not going to be like the Green Bay game last year where it was just a cakewalk from start to finish. And you, and we were like, what is happening? This is amazing. And they just curb stomp the Packers from start to finish. It's not going to be that way. Uh, so I'm just emotionally. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't want to go full down the rabbit hole here because the the patrons are going to be like, God, you guys like took us down this rabbit hole and we feel awful about the season. What are you doing to us? But I got to be honest, Ralph, another super saintsy thing. What if they got the wrong guy from Alabama, the wrong doctor, the wrong specialist? And what if the injuries are like the worst? Like they put all their trust in this guy because they believe that, you know, the soft tissue injuries, I didn't expect 50%. To, I didn't they get the wrong coming. guy and he's like all his advice leads I, to more injuries. I, like, we, that, we I believe going into the year, this is the year that the Saints are going to be less injured and then they're more injured. This, that, I, you got me, you that got me with the left hook Saints unprotected. Saints. I was thinking that you were going to say like <laughs> they got the wrong receiver from Ohio State. Jameis wasn't good. They picked the wrong time. I was expecting it to be some sort of on the field related. You going with they got the wrong doctor from Alabama. Whew, I didn't, didn't see it coming, and it just it got me. I'm I'm on the floor dead. Um, but pay, I know patrons li- listen to the show. They love we're just, us. We're bra- we're bracing ourselves for doom, and you know what? Like we're part of it is. Uh, you know, overcompensating so that we can turn our luck around. You know, you know so if I if I if I act this way, I also there's part of me like deep in my brain that believes that if I brace myself for horrid circumstance, that like things will turn out amazing. That's right. It's so, so, you know, we'll see. And by the way, if you are a patron, get in our survivor pool. Uh, we sent that out to patrons only. We're going to give away prizes and fun stuff. Um, 
And if you're not a patron, sign up, join this freaking show. We're going to have fun all year long. And Andrew, nine. Be more positive on other shows, I promise. Yeah. And by the way, this is a positive thing. We have seven Boys Are Back cups left if you want to RSVP. We're at 118 RSVPs. Uh, man, and that man, the Saints got to beat the Falcons. Rob. Yeah, they got to win the opener. I'll, I'll be at that game, by the way. I'm taking my son to the opener in Atlanta, but they got to win that game because our live show. And can you imagine the Saints are one to zero hosting Tom Brady yeah. too? And I, like, if we're one to zero after beating the Falcons, like, I just feel like the vibes are going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be. They got to win. So they got to win. They got to. They got to win Sunday. So come on, Saints. So we're super excited about it all. So so RSVP. To get your boys back cup, and even if you don't RCP, hopefully the weather will be great. To not this Friday, but next Friday on the 16th, come on out. We're gonna have amazing time. We're gonna have prizes. We're gonna be joking around. My wife has handled the whole thing. It's gonna run smoothly because I'm not involved in logistics. It's gonna be amazing. So for Andrew, I'm Ralph. Thanks for joining us tonight. Live stream 9:10 ish. Be there. It's gonna be amazing. Who that? <laughs>